Hello and welcome to the ADHD Mums podcast. I'm your host, Jane, and I'm here to let you know you are not alone. This is a safe place where we can talk openly about our struggles, about having ADHD, being a mum, and dealing with life a little outside the box. We are real people with real stories who want to be able to laugh and strive to be better than what we were yesterday. My name is Jane McFadden. I'm a 36-year-old mum of three who was diagnosed with ADHD a little over a year ago. On this show, you can expect to laugh, hear vulnerable discussions and learn why things are the way they are for mums with ADHD. No two humans are the same, no two diagnoses are the same and no two stories are the same. We have a whole lot to learn and a whole lot to look forward to on this podcast. Today, we are talking about whether ADHD is an excuse or not, which is one of the most common myths that people have been inboxing in, saying, I have a diagnosis or I think I should be diagnosed, but my friends and family around me say everybody's absent-minded, everybody's a little impulsive, and that I just have an issue with online shopping, for example. So is ADHD an excuse or not? Let's start from the beginning. What are excuses? The first thing that starts off an excuse is that there has to be a goal or something that you wanted to achieve or you said to somebody that you would do. We have a perception that achieving goals is going to feel really, really good. If we can get this done, I'll feel good. If I can accomplish this goal, I'll feel good all the time. As mums, how many of us just don't let ourselves sit down? For example, I love watching Working Mums. It's a ridiculous show, by the way, but I only do it when I'm folding washing. I'll make a list of what I need to do, even if I have my youngest child with me all day. I'm completely unable to relax. Even on holiday, I'll look up real estate or I'll start researching new programs or I'll have a career change partway through. My most recent one was we were up in Noosa and I was sitting on the beach and I saw an ad and it said, you can foster an adult cat and six kittens. Now, recently we'd had some guinea pigs and we only had two and I have three kids. And so initial thought was, well, two kittens per child, that's pretty awesome. Like no one's going to fight. It's going to be great. It'll entertain them for a whole weekend, I reckon. I'd love to do that. So I started inquiring. You know what? This is a whole other story for another time. I've gone off on a tangent. We're talking about excuses. But what I'm saying is that even on a holiday, I will still set goals for myself. At the end of the day, I'm also someone who will write down what they did as a new job and then tick it off just for the hit. So I might accidentally achieve a task I hadn't had written down and then I'll write it down later and then tick it off just for the excitement of it. Sometimes our goals can be time. I really want to be on time. It could be a volunteer. I'm going to promise I'm going to help at the canteen. I really intend to be a great mum and play Monopoly with my kids this weekend At work, I've decided to take on a new project. We all have a perception that achieving the goal is going to feel really good. If I can just get this done, I'll feel good. If I can just accomplish this goal, I'll feel good. I've noticed that myself and other ADHD mums do is we'll say something like, I'll just reorganize my kid's wardrobe. I'll get rid of the old clothes. I'll make new labels. I'll make a list of what new things I need to buy for the next season. And then you often start the task at a really terrible time because you're excited because this is clearly what's been missing in your life. 
So you start the task at a really inconvenient time, like after school one day, and then you become really angry because you can't do the job because your kids are in the way, which is hilarious because you only thought of this task three hours ago, but now it's become crucial. The roller coasters of times and goals is really addictive for ADHD mums particularly. Is your new goal though just a diversion to get out of what you should be doing? Paying bills, doing tax, and then you decide to do a new goal instead. The overall confusion of prioritizing in ADHD is real and we will cover that on another episode. It's difficult to see also what's an excuse and what isn't. So let's say you cleaned all the wardrobes obsessively all day you're feeling a huge hit of excitement at this point. Your husband comes home and announces the accountant is tomorrow and wants to know what you've been doing. This is where the excuse train can come. I didn't have everything that I needed. I rang the reception to ask them a question, but they didn't answer. My computer wasn't charged. The internet seemed dodgy. I wasn't able to find those two receipts that I needed, so I just didn't bother starting any of it. And then in the end, often we might even cancel the accountant or even blame them. But really, if we actually are honest here, you actually labelled the wardrobes all day and now you don't know what to say. Or is it a little less clear cut than that? Maybe you don't actually know if you're making excuses or not. Are you using your ADHD to your advantage? Are you blaming it instead of taking responsibility for what you should be doing? My goal today here in this episode is to help you clear up in your own mind what you're making excuses about and what you're explaining and where you need to improve. To begin, I think we need to really look at the science and we already know, but let's just go over it again, that ADHD is legitimate. It's not an excuse and that matters. We know that the ADHD Australian community believe at the moment that over 1 million people in Australia have ADHD. We know it's a clinical diagnosis. We know it's recognized by doctors, psychologists, psychiatrists, the World Health Organization. We know it's recognized under the Disability Discrimination Act, although we know at the moment that the NDIS is not recognizing ADHD as a primary disability. It will help you if you have another disability, but it doesn't allow for ADHD a primary disability at the moment. But we know it is a widely recognized diagnosis. Okay, so... Maybe you're thinking at this point, but everybody feels distracted some days. Everybody has trouble concentrating sometime or has poor memory. But we know that what distinguishes ADHD from other adults is that it's considerably more frequent that those characteristics display. And we know that the level of which it impairs their lives is far more than other people. So we've decided now that ADHD isn't an impairment. So imagine telling a person who's hard of hearing that they're making an excuse or imagine telling a person who's wearing glasses that they should try harder to see. Imagine telling a person using a cane or a wheelchair that they're making an excuse because they're using it to their advantage. You would never, like it's ridiculous to say. So why do we think it's okay to tell a person with different cognitive abilities that they're just making excuses? Still though, sometimes a lot of us, including myself, wonder, are we making it excuses or is this really ADHD? Can we control it? Can we help it? What can we do about it? Do the people around us get sick of hearing? I have ADHD. You know, I'm just going to be late. I have ADHD. Sorry, I forgot that again. 
And sometimes it makes us wonder, is this just us getting out of adulting or parenting? It can be really confusing. The impairments in our brain are not on display for the world to see. However, the symptoms sure are. And that's the actual problem because what's happening neurologically is not on display for the world to see. And I do struggle with this because I feel like I have significant sensory issues. I can't hear when the TV's on, when the kids are yelling, it drives me insane. If there's yelling for 10 minutes before and then one of my kids comes and asks me a question nicely, I'm just not at my best because I still feel like I'm going to explode. I often have to leave the room. I'll often have to give my kids to my husband. I've just ordered loop earplugs, which I'm hoping is going to make the difference. But I do feel guilty a lot of the time because I wonder, is this an excuse? Can everybody just not stand the sound of their kids screaming? Or do I find it that spine tingling where I feel like I just want to get in the car and drive to the international airport and just run away? Is this what everyone else experiences or not? And I do believe that my sensory issues with kids is far exceeds what other people's do feel. But because it's a common struggle, it's easy to get confused. Another example, sometimes people start to doubt because they start to think, oh, maybe I'm using my ADHD as an excuse because everyone struggles with memory. Every mum's got a lot on. Everyone struggles with poor concentration. Everyone struggles with distractibility once in a while. But what is different is that people with ADHD struggle with it to a debilitating degree. So scientifically speaking, ADHD is not an excuse. So how do we know if we're making an excuse? Because that's a completely different thing. And I think that there's two ways that we can really check with ourselves to determine whether we're making excuses for our ADHD or whether we're explaining and trying to move forward. So let's think about what is the definition of an excuse. It's a reason or an explanation to defend or justify a fault or offense. The key energy behind it is defense or justification. If you are defending or justifying, it's likely that you're making an excuse. So what is an explanation? An explanation is something that makes a statement really clear. It's a different energy though. The best way to figure out whether it's an explanation or an excuse is to figure out how you are feeling at the time. Were you feeling defensive, unsettled, afraid or anxious? Were you worried about being accepted? Were you fearful that someone wouldn't be your friend? With explanation, it comes from strength, openness, willingness, accountability and acceptance. These might sound exactly the same, but we need to check in with ourselves as to how we're feeling. It is interesting though, and this is why it can be confusing as to whether you're excusing or explaining your behavior. The only way that you'll know is if you really look deep inside yourself. The other thing to note as well is that just because someone says that you are making an excuse doesn't mean that you are. So an excuse tries really hard not to accept any responsibility for any of the wrong or the offense or the inconvenience caused to others, which can often happen. ADHD, we often inconvenience others completely by accident. An excuse turns it around to the other person. It turns it around to the ADHD and it says, this is on you. This isn't on me. Why did you bother turning up on time if you knew I'd be 15 minutes late? 
an excuse will come from a place of insecurity or unwillingness to really look at ourselves. Whereas an explanation accepts responsibility and is also from a place of self-understanding. An explanation tells the truth without dismissing the hurt or the inconvenience caused. Common excuses I have said and people around me have said is, it's the school's fault. They didn't email me the consent form enough times. It's my boss's fault. He didn't really explain to me what I should have been doing. It's my kid's fault. If they didn't stop unpacking the bags before I left, I would have had everything organized. It's the app's fault. It just didn't let me put in my login. It's the phone's fault. It ran out of battery. It's the petrol station's fault because it had a longer line than I thought it would. It's traffic's fault. Why is there so many people on the Sunshine Coast now? If you find yourself speaking like that, I think it's a great idea to self-reflect later and find out why you're feeling like that. Why are you defensive? Why are you afraid? Why are you unsettled or anxious? Perhaps you start to feel really defensive if someone brings up your ADHD symptoms. If you're feeling particularly triggered by people bringing up things that you know you're not good at, that you possibly are a little bit delayed in, for example, you know, memory, time, perhaps you promised someone that you'd bring something with you, but you forgot. And if you find yourself getting very amped up, it can be a really good idea to have a think about whether you really have explored your ADHD at the fullest and whether you accept the diagnosis, really leaning into the identity of having ADHD. It's not easy work. It's really hard work. And there's always varying points on the journey. And I'm not there yet either. I'm not here to say that I am, but I do think that when you can fully have an understanding of how it impacts where your areas of growth and opportunity are, which is a good way of saying your weaknesses, you can start to really think about what strategies can you put into place to mitigate some of your symptoms. For example, I think there's been some really great information put out there recently about if you know that you really need to take a particular item for work, perhaps you put your keys right on top of it and getting ready the night before. Perhaps you know in the morning that you just never remember anything and that you really need to remember an item for a friend for them to borrow. Maybe you put it in the car the night before. Maybe you start to anticipate some of these areas in advance. And that means that comes back to the explanation as opposed to the excuses. But what I do think is that you become very powerful when you start to actually step into the identity. Once you truly accept the diagnosis is an actual thing in your life and you fully understand what that is and how it affects every aspect of your life and that there's not one area of your life that is not affected, you truly begin to treat it seriously and accept responsibility for how pervasive it is. And when that acceptance happens, it's pretty easy in those cases to drop the defensiveness, drop the fear, because in some cases we're terrified of being found out. And as women with ADHD, the number one, I shouldn't say number one, in my opinion, the number one thing is that we don't want to be found out. We're afraid. We don't want anyone to know that we might not be perfect. We might not be the perfect mum. We might not have the perfect house. We might not have the school project done perfectly. We don't want people to see our weaknesses or to call us out for being an imposter. So this is when the excuses can come. However, are all of us perfect? Anybody with any brain, the most genius brain in the world, are they perfect? Nobody is. 
there is a lot of weaknesses across everybody. It's room for growth. Life would be boring if we were perfect. This is what it is to be human. The part about ADHD which gets me, though, is that our weaknesses are on display. That's how it feels. I know a lot of people who are not perfect when you get to know them, but outwardly, it's easier for them to maintain the persona. Whereas for me, it's not as easy. I might look very efficient on the outside, and I think some people possibly would call me efficient, which is kind of hilarious. But actually what it is is it's it's efficiency driven by anxiety. And goes back to one of the other episodes that I talked about, the duck underneath. They look like a swan on the top, but their legs are going underneath. I know it takes me a lot more effort to have my, I don't want to swear, stuff together than it does for other people. I know for me heading into a week, a busy week with the kids, I have to be on that newsletter. I have to be on my calendar system. I have to double check it, triple check it because I know I've probably entered stuff wrong. I have to get my kids to remind me. I have to have it there the day before. And you know what that breeds? Massive anxiety, which is a whole nother kettle of fish. But I have accepted the part of me that knows that I'm not going to know it without some serious structures in the background. So I do pride myself on being efficient, probably looking. You might look at me and assume that I've got it all together. For example, the other day, my school was putting together this thing called the scent auction. I don't really still understand what it is because I'm just not detailed. But the upshot was we had to take some things into school and each class had a different theme. We had sporting goods was my son's and then my daughter's was potting or something. I couldn't tell you what it's for. I couldn't tell you when it had to be done by. I couldn't tell you how much it was supposed to cost. All I know is that I read the email and just started panicking because I knew I just, I didn't want my kids to be the only people that didn't contribute because it's not a financial thing. It's a logistical issue for me to go and find those, those items. So for me, the first thing I do, because I know I'm that person who will make an excuse later, oh, I didn't really get enough emails, you know but like you've got five. But for me, I know now straight away I go on to Kmart and this may not be, you know, achievable for everybody financially, but I know that there's a 50 or a $60 limit free delivery on Kmart. So I went on there, I got some undies for my kids because one of them isn't really toilet trained yet, having some issues there. And I knew I needed some undies and I went in there, I did a $50 order, got the free delivery and I ordered it in advance. Then it came to the door and the next day I knew I had to take it in. But turns out that's not even due for like two months. Like the first email was actually a warning. So I went in there, took it all in. My kids still were like, oh, I don't even know what this is yet because I hadn't announced it. And the teachers thought I was the most efficient person in the world. I wanted to say to them that I have serious anxiety driven by ADHD, but of course I wasn't going to. I know that's a long explanation, But what I wanted to show you is that I'm very aware that that is a huge weakness for me. Instead of making the excuses as I did last year and the year before when I had one child in school, I'm very aware this year that I need to put huge structures in place for me to actually get where I need to get. So, And that just takes from accepting your diagnosis and then accepting responsibility for the repercussions. I'm very aware of my deficits. And so now I need to find ways to mitigate those deficiencies. Now I'm talking about massive vulnerability here 
and one of the most brilliant vulnerability speakers in the entire world who I'm completely in love with is Brene Brown. If you haven't heard of her, just go on any of her books, any of her podcasts on Spotify. She's incredible. She talks about being vulnerable and being truthful and being open and accepting responsibility. And I think her work is incredible around the acceptance of ADHD. So if you do want to have a bit more of a look, I recommend her like unbelievable. So let's look at a really typical one. I'm late. You could say, oh, I'm late. I have no sense of time. Sorry, I know you waited. I just, you know, I just, I'm time blind. I just don't get it. That's an excuse. Even though there's an apology in there, it's an excuse because the other person's inconvenienced. They've been there for 30 minutes. They've believed in you to actually arrive on time, which is a miracle. And then you've kind of just been like, sorry, but like, that's who I am. That doesn't accept responsibility at all. It's an excuse. If you wanted to make that into an explanation, you'd say something like, I'm really sorry. You've probably sat here for 30 minutes and already finished your coffee. I do have ADHD and that does really make it more difficult for me to be here on time. However, I've still really inconvenienced you and I'm really sorry. Next time I'm going to set an alarm for when I need to leave the house and I will leave at that time to make sure I beat you and I buy you a coffee next time. I'm really going to do the work to try and grow in this area. Please accept my apology. Or it might be, I know that you gave me that dress and you wanted me to return it today. I'm so sorry. I completely forgot. I do really struggle with remembering things. There's so much going on in my brain. But next time what I'm going to do is I'm going to put it in my car the day before. In fact, I'm going to put an alarm on my phone tonight to put it in the car so tomorrow I'll make sure that I have it. I'm really sorry. I think the difference is between my ADHD makes me, end of sentence, I've just resigned to my fate. I'm expecting a free pass. Whereas explanation, here's what I'll do to manage that. Here's what I'm doing to try and make it better. It doesn't mean I'm going to be better straight away or be perfect, but I'm taking responsibility. I know I'm flawed in this area. I'm doing my best. And here's how I'm taking responsibility for that. The other way to identify an excuse versus an explanation is if you're expecting the other person to deal with it and change. It's an excuse if you avoid responsibility and accountability. Let's say the person you're talking to, regardless of your energy, regardless of how confident you are that you are simply explaining, Imagine that they still label that as an excuse. And unfortunately, and it is unfortunate, we can't control them. I'd love to be able to control human beings, but we can't. Sometimes you do the best you can and it's not good enough. If someone chooses to believe that you are simply making excuses or you could have done better, perhaps you set the alarm and you were still late because you ran out of petrol. You took responsibility and it happened again. Let's say it was no longer good enough for that person. This is a hard one, but this is where we have to practice letting people be wrong about you. And that's not easy work. That's not for the faint-hearted. But the truth is that when people are wrong about us, it messes us up. It doesn't feel great and it does feel like the end of the world, especially when you've put in a massive effort to get there. The responsibility that we need to take as ADHD women is to make sure that we are confident that we are not making excuses and that we are doing our best to proactively work on what we need to, to accept responsibility and make sure we are not deflecting onto anybody else. 
making sure that we are dealing with our emotions if we are feeling defensive or scared or feeling like you just have to keep explaining things away. One of the things I think with ADHD and being a mum as well is that as I've alluded to earlier, it does take us a fair bit more out of ourselves. There's a lot of experts out there that are saying that women with ADHD or people with ADHD have a 30% developmental delay in executive functioning. So just imagine, for example, I've described the great lengths that I go to with our school newsletter. I think someone blaming or saying that you're using ADHD is an excuse when you are really hardcore accepting responsibility or you feel you are or you feel like you've actually really started to turn a corner. We know that some of these symptoms, let's call them symptoms like time blindness or a lack of executive function or you've put an appointment on the wrong time and the wrong day, these small things that we find really difficult, if we still get them wrong and we have spent a lot of time and energy trying to get this right and someone comes and, you know, gives us a bit of blame or we try and explain wholeheartedly how it felt and what we can do better next time, let's say they've heard it before and you still made a mistake, it can be a real challenge, a real challenge. And it can be just physically devastating, to be honest angry, upset, and I think our self-worth takes a massive plummet. However, it has to be said, sometimes the people around us just aren't the right people. If you're having trouble with family members or friends that are not understanding where you're at, let's say you're newly diagnosed and you've started to really open up about how you're feeling, you've got to remember with family and, um, you know, I'm, this is my personal opinion, but sometimes when you talk about symptoms with family, you have to be aware that they might also have those symptoms. Some people are highly triggered because they actually have those symptoms and they feel that you might be insinuating something about them. And that's their journey. Not everybody's ready to hear that at the right time. Same with friends. You might find that they're not actually putting in any effort or they're not doing, any, they're not taking any responsibility for their own actions. So they may not be ready if you start to wholeheartedly say, look, let's both try on being on time right now. Let's both try and listen to each other. Let's not interrupt each other. How can we change? The people around us might not be ready. So I really encourage you to be open about some areas that you think that you might be making excuses in and some areas that you think you could improve in. Feel free to send me a message if you want to know a little bit more about any apps I recommend or any organizational systems, feel free to message me if you particularly want to hear about home organization or anything specific that can help you. Perhaps relationships is a big problem for you that you find yourself making excuses in. If you aren't sure, then maybe have a bit of a think about it and self-reflect over the next few days and listen to the words that come out of your mouth in certain areas and the energy behind them. Listen to if they're defensive, angry, or making it someone else's problem or blaming someone. If you're doing that, then it's a great idea to have a think about how you can get ahead of that, what you could do before that. I recently forgot something the other day for my kids' school and I've had to backtrack on what I was doing at the time when I put it in at the wrong time in the calendar. And what I figured out was that I was putting things in the calendar at a time that I was really busy with the kids. Everyone was talking to me and I was trying to get stuff done. So now I have to 
put it on my to-do list like enter in kid's birthday party date because I can't trust myself to put it in when there's other things happening around me. Looking forward to hearing from everybody about what you enjoyed, what you'd like to hear more about and if this was helpful. Thank you so much for listening in. Until next time.